Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 185. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you for tuning in today. We've got a really cool episode in store for you because we've got one of the most impressive up-and-coming artists. Um, I wouldn't even say up-and-coming because she's already incredibly successful on the podcast today. She goes simply by the name Gail, and you probably know her as the girl who sings the ABCDEFU song. But let me tell you, there is so much more to her than that. In the last two years, this girl has put out a number one song. It went number one on Billboard as well as several countries. It was nominated for a Grammy for Song of the Year where she was up against the likes of Taylor Swift, Adele, Beyonce, Harry Styles. So basically the world's biggest artists right now. She co-wrote Kelly Clarkson's latest single. She was opening for Pink over in Europe. And she was opening for Taylor Swift in the United States on the biggest tour on the planet, the biggest tour of all time, the Eras Tour. And now she's on her own solo tour across North America. And here's the kicker. She's only 19 years old. I mean, I was doing some pretty cool things when I was 19, but I was not writing number one songs and hanging out with Beyonce at the Grammys. This girl is so impressive, and I had a really fun time chatting with her. You feel her energy immediately, and it's just great to be around that enthusiasm to want to achieve everything you can in the world. Yes, she's young, and people will misconceive that for being naive or, or just not jaded yet, but her spirit is so fantastic and positive, and it's just a delight to be around. So I was very grateful for the opportunity to sit with Gail to do this interview. I met with her before her show here in Toronto at the Velvet Underground. This tour is actually wrapping up right now, but I'm sure she'll be back out there in no time. And if you're new to Gail's music or you only know the one song, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. So that's when I pick out five of my favorite songs by the artist uh, that you could check out before or after the interview. You can also check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist on Apple Music which will have a couple of these selections among a collection of all my picks across all the episodes. So check that out if you're an Apple Music subscriber. So here are five songs that I've picked out by Gail. And like I mentioned, these are actually all songs that have been released in the last two years. So we'll start this off with her massive hit, which was the song ABCDEFU. My second pick is going to be a song called You're Just Horny. The third song I'm going to recommend is a song called Indie Edgy Cool, all one word. The fourth song I'm going to pick is a song called Leave Me For Dead. And then my last pick is actually her latest single, which is a song called I Don't Sleep As Good As I Used To. So go ahead and check those out if you're hearing Gail for the first time. If you are a Gail fan tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, first of all, thank you so much for lending us your ears today. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to join in again. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow the Adamantium podcast on social media. We're on Instagram at the Adamantium, on Facebook at the Adamantium podcast, and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by searching the Adamantium podcast. And that's all I've got to say. So let's get you introduced to Gail right here on episode number 185 of the Adamantium podcast. Have a great week, everybody. God bless. And don't forget to check us out again next week for a brand new episode.
it was the Secretary of State. Where were we? Department of State. We are the Department of State in Washington, D.C. in Waka Flocka, No Hands comes on. And I'm with, like, literally, they're like, I'm the ambassador of the green health environment of the United States. Like, all these random people, and I just start dropping ass in the corner. I'm like, girl. (laughs) I got, yeah. Amazing. Not very professional. Amazing. That's okay. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, you're allowed to. Teach their that's own. Not, yeah, that's Sometimes it. Me, teach- I bet you taught them something. I say day. drop ass, but let's be honest, I cannot drop proper ass. You know, <laughs> uh, we're working on it though. Uh, as long as you're working on it. As yeah. long as you're every day every getting night, better. As long as you're getting better every day. In the mirror. It. That's it. I'm ready. I just because I have this fantasy of having it just be like a reveal. Like one day oh, I'm like at a one show day I'm just like, and they're like, yo. And everyone's like, when did this go? Why can so she good? kind of get it? Like, yeah. why can she like drop ass out of nowhere, you know? <laughs> I love that and I just, I want to kind of slightly um, start the hinting now. Okay. Let, let the people know. That so a little not teaser. A little, a little teaser. teaser. Okay. Something to expect in like five years. Okay. This oh, that's long, how long. This is a long, oh, this is the long I have game. to be good at it. I can't okay. like be like, I can drop ass and then like, right. I can't. Which means this could never happen. (laughs) There's also a possibility of this this never happening. Amazing. Um, But there might be a big reveal. This is the long game. The long game. You're for real. I'm in the long term. Okay. I like it. We're running, by the way. Just as a heads up. I've noticed. Okay, good, good. I've noticed. Um, I wanted to get the levels right at first, but then you also started a good story. After I started talking about dropping ass at the something of the de- de- department of I was about to say the declaration of independence that would be even more I think that should be the reveal <laughs> yeah you should go to the the Abe Lincoln memorial yeah yeah and then I'll just, just drop ass. drop a video I think that would be really respectful to the country that should be one of the next yeah, I music think that videos would be good. Just, yeah honest Abe is good honestly look. good marketing for yeah. our song yeah. you know yeah, I, I think I, then I noticed the big, the, the big red, and I, I work on logic and stuff. So yeah, so yeah. Oh, big, I'm... You know, I'm Garage Band? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Garage Band. Garage Band is super underappreciated. Logic is a... Um, I, I feel like people might be mad at me for saying this, but it's like a really great glorified Garage Band. Yeah, see, I just like Garage... Because a lot of times, like today, I have to do this, like, super fast yeah. and fine. Garage Band's great for that. Yes. So... Yeah. Um, anyways, let's, let's talk... So... Oh, let's, so music. Let's so talk about so, you. We've oh, already, we're already started, but let's okay. talk about you because um, uh, you are like unbelievable. Like what I've, I, I like obviously I knew a little bit about you already, but when I was reading your bio yesterday, I was like, holy crap! This girl's life in the last two years, uh, no, uh, like obviously has spun upside down in the last two years. But let's let's start somewhere. Let's start at the very beginning. I want to know when you realized you you could write music. Like, when did you realize you had a real talent? Oh, God. I don't think I ever sat and thought, like, I'm talented. (laughs) Like, like, I'm good. I just, I think I just really wanted to do it, and I didn't care if it was good or not. Okay. So when did you first write a song, let's say? I I first started, like, rewriting nursery rhymes. Um, Cool. (laughs) Actually, that's kind of funny now that I think about it. I would rewrite Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or like I would like just sing for my family and okay. I wouldn't think about not singing for my family. I started kind of taking vocal lessons when I was mm-hmm. seven. So before that I would just kind of like sing all the time and my poor mother would be going to restaurants and I'd go to people next to me and I'd be like, Hey, just so you know, like I'm a singer. So if you want to hear me sing, like I know we're eating hibachi right now, but like, <laughs> if you want to hear my whistle tone, like I'll do it for you right yeah. now. Just for you though. No, since you already asked. Okay. I'll sing for you. Um, and then I started writing songs, um, when I was around 10 and one of the first songs I wrote, it was called Carousel, 
Okay. And it was about, it was like, we're always up and down and side to side. Mm. How long can I ride this ride? Like, we're going round and around like a carousel. And I was 10, and I thought, like, the metaphor of, like, carousel for a relationship. For a 10-year-old, that's, like, like, I just it's deep. It was so cool. It was mm-hmm. so cool. It was, it, I, I think... I wrote, like, one of the lines was, like, she doesn't need you. Like, you're the air I breathe. Like, I'm 10. Are you okay? Yeah. You're the air I breathe? <laughs> Are you? And then, um, yeah, I just kind of kept doing it. And I think, I don't think I've ever, like, sat and been, like, I'm good. Right, right. I just kind of, like, I really wanted to do it. So then I just, and then I, I definitely. It's never until someone else tells you you're good. You kind of. I still don't really believe that. I'm just kind of like you're nice. Well, that's uh, what's it called, like imposter syndrome, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just think like. Was there ever a point where you were like, I can do this? Maybe I can do this as a career. Yes, yes. I will say like. Like your friends are like, okay, I'm going to this college. I'm going to do this apprenticeship, and you're like, okay, I'm going to open for Taylor Swift. I. <laughs> <laughs> there was so when I was I graduated high school um, a year early because during quarantine I just picked up some extra classes and I was able to like finish yeah. school and my friends are always a little older than me so when I graduated high school all of my friends were going to college mm-hmm. for the first time and my brother was going to college and I decided to kind of like t- I already was having a year to do music because I like kind of did some extra school mm-hmm. but I was consciously deciding not to go to college and it was, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I had no, I hadn't put out ABC yet. I had no clue what I was mm-hmm. doing. And I felt really like isolated at the same time. I even, I wrote this song and it was like, all my friends are going to college. And like, I'm just staying put. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like I was staying in this one spot right. while all my friends were like having this like, almost like general experience that like all of my friends right. were going to have. And I'm just like staying in this one spot. And I got really lucky of being able to like put out music through Atlantic and getting signed with them. And then my first tour ever, I went on when I was 17. Was, okay, so how, how did you get connected with Atlantic? So I, I think I read somewhere that, that a judge from American Idol found you. <laughs> yes, so basically, like, I moved to Nashville okay. when I was 10. So I've been singing since I was 7. I'm okay. originally from Texas, and there's there's a music Like you and your Texas. family moved yeah. to Yeah, so my Nashville. mom's a single mom, so it was my mom, my okay. brother, and I moved to Nashville. And then my grandmother and my uncle followed a couple years mm-hmm. later just because they were like, oh, we're going to Nashville now. I've learned, I went to Nashville for the first time oh, really? in May. And I learned while I was there that nobody's actually from Nashville. Nobody's Everyone from Nashville. Moves to Nashville. Yeah. A lot of people can be from Tennessee, but nobody's right. really from like Nashville. I met Nashville. one person the entire you know, weekend that was My from drummer's Nashville. from Nashville. Really? Okay. And like that originally. blows my mind. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he's coming from like the Franklin area, but it's like, mm-hmm. I call, I'll call it Nashville. It's Is this place. tattoo your home? Uh, yes. So okay. my next door neighbor and I are best friends. Okay. I moved into my house when I was 12. This is the Nashville. Nashville okay. home and that she was 14 and we were just like, we just like got each other. Okay. And from the go. From the go. And like she went to high school with my brother and like mm. we used to just like go on walks together and just talk about life. And when we used to have like these huge snowstorms and we would get stuck in the house together and we just go sledding and like mm. just do random things. And she was about to move out of the neighborhood, which is illegal. She moved across the street though, mm. so it's okay. But we were, I, there was one night where I was just kind of like, what are we gonna do? Like, mm. we're next door neighbors, like that is us. Like yeah, you, yeah. like she's still my next door neighbor. Like what, like what? She doesn't even like live next to me, but she's my next door neighbor. Like yeah. this is our personality. We lived next to each other for seven years. So my mom drew both of our houses and combined them into one house. Oh, and we got matching tattoos. That's cool. And we got that combined. Cool. And I got it for her 20th birthday. Oh, I love it. And that's really cool. I got it this February. And um, shout out to Courtney Inc. She's who did it in Nashville. 
Nice. I think Glam Inc. Glam Studios or something. Glam Studios mm-hmm. or something. They do like a lot of stuff. You can get like a spray tan. You can get your eyebrows microneedled oh, okay. and get a tattoo and, and get all, a piercing. Anything one. you could ever need. Just in go life. in. Just say they're just all one day and come all out. Day. Day. Yeah, there's a coffee shop across the street. So you just it. get coffee. You know what I saw? So I just saw it on Queen. Must have just opened. There was a place called like Opta Cafe or something. Oh. You can go get your eyes tested no. while you're at the cafe. It's like glasses shop and a cafe. Oh. It's huge. And I was like, that is a that niche color. I never thought anyone needed, but there it is. I so appreciate I that. Honestly, yeah. I need that in Opta Cafe. Ca- I think it was something like that. Opta yeah. Cafe, yeah. And That's smart. I want to, yeah. yeah. You, you're a barista in, what is it, an op- op- optometrist? Yeah. Yeah, I mixed up, this is so bad, but there's like a foot doctor and eye doctor, and I mix those up sometimes. Podiatrist. Podiatrist and, and optometrist. Okay. Op- some, op- okay. Yeah, op- op- something. Oh, you know what's really Home bad school. one that I always get mixed up with, which is embarrassing at times, yeah. and I always have to think about it. The the sauce, so- aioli, like the yeah. sauce, aioli and areoli, which is part <laughs> of your nipple, and it's like, it's the worst, yeah, and it's like... <laughs> There's this allergy medicine that I always mix up with Viagra. I'll be like, oh, can I get a Viagra? And like, it's uh, like, no, it's a Zyrtec. It. <laughs> I think Zyrtec's Viagra. Okay. Like, why would I, what, what in that, why what, even? In yeah. what At least world? mine sound similar, the ones. Yeah, for me, I'm like, it's, oh, can it's I get weird a- in a restaurant <laughs> asking for areola. I could even say, hey, mom, can I get a Viagra? Yeah. Or, hey, mom, can you go to the store? Which is weird for someone who might be around and like hearing that. Yeah, like, I'm like, hey mom, can you get me by Agra? She's like, I yeah, got, I got, you, honey. I got you. Yeah, you gotta stop calling it that. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so so how did you get connected with? Uh, who was it from? Kara. So Kara Gordy. Yes. Yeah. I um, basically like I grew up in Nashville, and there's mm-hmm. always like just like Nashville events. There's always something happening. Right. People meet like my whole band's in Nashville. Like manager and I met in Nashville, and. Um, Basically, like, she just kind of did this pop-up event where 40 people get to go and 20 people get to sing. Okay. And basically, like, I showed up, and you put your name in a hat, and you get to sing a verse pretty in a chorus, and she just so happened to pull my name out of a hat, and I played her a song, and I wrote it with my friend. I, when it was we were, original. Like, yeah, it was an original song. We were about, like, 15, 16. I can't remember, but it was yeah. before I got signed to Atlantic, and um, she heard my song, and she heard my writing, and then she was like, do you have any friends? Like, do you have people you like writing with? And then I have my best friend, Sarah Davis, and she was like, I want you to write with this producer named Pete Nappy. And I was like, okay, great. And so we wrote a song, I submitted it, and she actually um, signed me to her publishing company. Mm. And so that's kind of how I got into the like business side of right. the music industry of getting able to meet like signed writers and all of that. So I wrote ABC with Sarah, and Pete okay. Nappy produced it. But when we were 16, yeah. my best friend was eight. No, it was like, 15, 18, I kind of forget the ages now, it's been so long, um, but we wrote a song together, and then two, about like a year and a half later, almost two years later, we did ABC together. Um, wow. So you, were, so you put out this song, ABCDFU, when you were, what, 17? Yes, I was 17. Yeah. Um, I, my, so I turned 17 in June, and I put it out in August. So. Which is crazy. 17. And I wrote ABC when I was 16. This song goes number one on Billboard in several countries. You get nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> like... <laughs> In a, like, what was, tell me what your, like, how do you even, I couldn't even fathom that now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think about when I was a teenager and, like, uh, in 17, you're still in high school. Yeah. 
Were um, you in school when you released that song? I graduated early. I'm okay, okay. Because so. I can just imagine, like, what are kids around you thinking, like, oh, I'm just going to the Grammys on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I kind of, it was interesting. Like, you would have been 18 when the Grammys Yeah, yeah so oh, all yeah. of my friends started, like, going out or going to parties, and they would just, like, send me my song that would yeah. play. And I'd be like, oh, like, you asked them to play that. That's nice. They're like, no, mm-hmm. like... Like, my, my next-door neighbor, when she was in college, mm-hmm. she, like, came home and her roommate was listening to ABC in the mm-hmm. shower. She was just like, oh, like, because I visited her. So she's like, oh, like, my friend, you're my friend that, like, visited us a couple weeks ago. She was like, no, I just, like, found this new artist off of, like, TikTok. Like, do you like this new song mm-hmm. I found? She was like, my friend who visited you showed you this song two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was definitely... And my brother goes to Alabama, which is just a really big party school, yeah, football yeah, school, you know? Yeah. And, um... A sorority houses kind of started playing the song and they started playing it as yeah. a frat and that's when I was kind of like whoa like this, this is like up. getting implemented into my friends lives when they yeah. aren't asking for it to be like it's just kind of showing up and a few of my friends are in high school like their high school friends started like kind of just like talking about me or my song and yeah they would kind of start texting me being like for some reason like all of like some of my friends are like just talking about your song and um I have this new over the past two years, I've been really nauseous, which mm. I think is kind of funny. I throw up every two to three days, okay. um, which I think is like... Like from nerves? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I'm like on this like big like adrenaline rush right. all the time. And I think I... I think the thing too is like when these things happen, it's so obviously the most exciting thing in the whole entire world, but it's terrifying. Right. Like, so you're so scared. You're like, yeah. I don't know how I did this. I don't know what I... And also when your dreams start coming true, you realize how badly you want it. Right. You know, when it started happening, mm-hmm. I was like, I always knew I wanted it. And when it started happening, I was like, oh, God, I, re- I really want this. Now I want you know, there's I, a chance it's going to oh happen. Oh, God, this so could well, actually, yeah. actually happen. Like, oh, yeah. God, I really want this. I want this with everything. Yeah, I never yeah. wanted anything in my life. And um, that was scary yeah, to admit to myself that I really, mm-hmm. how badly I wanted it when it was happening because then it can go away, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm a perfectionist and I don't think it's perfect all the time. Yeah. I can get my head in that, but yeah. it's great. I'm so, I've been so, I've had some of the like wildest experiences. Mm-hmm. And when I was like 17 and 16, I was scared that like, I wasn't going to like experience things that mm-hmm. my friends were experiencing and you know, like they get to do things that I don't mm-hmm. get to do, but sometimes I get to do things that they don't get to do. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot more like peace with that. You know, when you were, when you were writing the song, did you, how did you feel about it when you wrote it? Did you feel like, oh, I've got a really good piece of art here? Or did you feel like, okay, here's a song I wrote? Because it's funny, I've heard both sides. Like, I've heard from artists be like, yeah, I wrote this, and I knew I was sitting on gold. And I then I had other people be like, oh, I had no idea that song was going to blow up the way it did. Since I wrote this song with two people that I really, really enjoy, I yeah. feel like they're going to hate me for saying this, but I thought the song was so stupid when we first wrote it. Like, right. like I was 16, mm-hmm. and I had this thing where I wanted to be cool all the time, and I wanted mm-hmm. everybody to think I was cool. And um, I just thought, like, ABCDFU was, like, lighthearted and silly and sarcastic, and, like, mm-hmm. that's not cool, being serious. Right. Like, being serious is, like, cool and, like, dramatic. But it's like, fun, too, which is, yeah, I think, and, what, you know. And I, I, I really, like, I just kind of, like, it was a bit, like, stingy or, like, too, like, mm-hmm. artsy with it. And then I realized that, like, music isn't meant to be, like, mm-hmm. perfect all the time. It isn't meant to be, like, the smartest thing that you can ever think of. It's meant to, like, capture a moment, mm-hmm. and it's meant to, like, 
add to your experience of life, mm -hmm. you know, and if you try and like harp on every single thing you do and make it serious all the time, like there's really no fun and joy mm -hmm. in that. Um, but when I first wrote it, because also like when you're a writer, you can like appreciate a song in a different way because like I have to stand by everything I say, right. like my face is with it, my mm -hmm. my voice has to sing it. Like they, they it's their, it's all of our words, There's... but it's my voice, you right. know? So I was just, I was overwhelmed because I was like, Oh, maybe it's kind of like stupid and it's too mm -hmm. silly. But then I was like, "What the fuck? What's the fun in but that?" There's, I think there's, there's, there's two types of songs. You know, there's types of songs like, like Barbie Girl, like Soldier Boy that we were just talking about. That's fun. That you just want to, right? That yeah. you just want to hear and have fun with. You want when you're out with your friends, you want to hear. And then there's songs like Stairway to Heaven and Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff. Betty and the Jets. Like they have, they each have their own. You know, they have their own place yeah. in music, and I think even they're both equally as important. Because yeah, you know? even like Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift versus mm. like Shake It Off, they both right. oh, have yeah. beautiful, right. beautiful lives and mm -hmm. whole different spots and genres and lyrics. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, yeah, it's because there's yeah there's different perspectives you have in songwriting. If you're trying to be serious all the time, like right. it's not really gonna be fun. There's an audience you know? for that. And if you get in your head trying to be great cool mm -hmm. all the time, like you're just gonna like frown the whole right. time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not do anything. So when you when you first were you already signed when you put that song out? Uh, ABC was my first song <laughs> through Atlantic. Crazy, wow. And I I announced the. I kind of put out the song and then I was like, I was signed, but yeah. this is my first song. And I wanted, I, the reason why I do music is because of Aretha Franklin. Like mm -hmm. I heard her sing when I was seven and Aretha was signed to Atlantic. Right. And that, that meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, shout out to Cardi B also. Mm. I'm on the same level as her and I think that's ridiculous. Isn't that cool to, to think about? So, like who else is Jack Harlow. I'm trying. I'm still trying to get that connect. You know, like it's pretty you rude. Will. The head of Atlantic has me like, will. like, put me on a date. Like, yeah. <laughs> like set me up. Like, what the fuck? It'll it's happen. It will definitely happen. It's fucking rude. Tell me, tell me one thing. Uh, are you able? Like now, you're you're in the thick of thick of this you're right now. The thick of Do it. you? Yeah. <laughs> Can you? Are you able to like, you know, sit back and enjoy it, or is it just like feel like one big blur sometimes? I have a tour journal and I think it helps me be more like conscious. Okay. I think um, sometimes I can like care about being good and wanting to give a good show that like the days can mm -hmm. blur by, but I feel like, especially like touring with Taylor this year and Hank, okay. I was trying really hard to be very, very in the moment, moment because yeah. like, when are you gonna tour Something Taylor? Something like that can come and go so quickly. So quickly, right? like, and it's like, I really, I didn't want to look back and mm -hmm. be like, wow, I, I just, can't even remember I it, can't yeah. even remember, I didn't appreciate yeah. it, like, I'm, and yesterday, or the day before yesterday, I cried at my show, mm -hmm. because on stage, which is so embarrassing, but also emotions aren't embarrassing, mm -hmm. so it's not embarrassing, but, um, because I have this song called God is a Sense of Humor, and Obviously, I'm so grateful for ABC. It, it absolutely changed my life, and it's the mm -hmm. thing that most, if, if you're going to know my song, it's probably right, one right. of them. And when I go play shows, people sing along to that song. But for the first time, I had people, the most people ever that have, like, known other mm -hmm. songs and sing along mm -hmm. with me. And that really meant a lot of to course, me. Yeah. Obviously, when I, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just being able to play chords and have people sing the song that you wrote with two people in a room mm -hmm. in Nashville. And, like, I remember I went to, like, I opened up for Mike Hen 
in Dublin, Ireland. You did? And I threw up before I walked on stage. Okay. Because it was my first time ever performing for that many people. It was about yeah. 30 to 40,000 people, yeah. I think, something like that. I was terrified. Maybe 20,000. Who? The 20 to 30 to 40 right. hour It's a lot of people. So it was just a lot of people. And I like threw up before I walked on stage, but I remember I sang, I didn't sing the last chorus of ABC, and it got sang back to me. It was a place I'd never been before. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think I'd ever left the U.S. before, mm-hmm. and I had never been to Dublin, and they sang yeah. my song back to me, and I genuinely thought I was going to get food off stage, and they sang my song back to me, and I was like, wow, yeah, this is a experience that not a lot of people get to Wait have. until you go to a country that doesn't even speak English, and they sing it back to you. That's I, crazy. I have. I have. Okay, there you go. And it's incredible. Yeah. It's like especially a song I wrote at 16 and yeah. being 19 like I'm still just this like random ass teenager just like it's just so it's mind blowing wait until you have the blink 182 effect and you're like 40 and singing ABC <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> song I'll yes. never escape yeah. that's there like... for the rest of my life no, they're fucking awesome <laughs> they are awesome I have to I say fuck with the them, album's though. actually pretty good I, but... I, I'm a big fan of that whole crew yeah like, and they like sick. legit Travis Barber is legit all-time one of the best drummers of all time i have never met a kinder well he is one of the kindest most successful people i've ever worked you met, with oh you met i've, I've written with him i've done some with travis with barker yeah and he is super cool the nicest he did not have to write with me after mm-hmm. we were at abc he heard the record and he re- i don't particularly remember if he reached out i don't want to say it you know, right 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 too definitively but we ended up working in the studio together and he is the kindest most caring, mm-hmm. sweetest person. I was I was intimidating walking in and mm-hmm. sort of the room, fucking yeah. legend. And he's so kind and to like just work with these. He, uh, Sarah and I worked with him, and we we're like these two just like young girls that he brought into his studio, and he like is so nice. I mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm like you're so nice for what? Yeah, literally for what? I like, think he's like at this point is because I've now I've we've I've actually had this similar conversation with a few artists now. I think he's like at this cool point in his career where he's like just wants to work with artists he thinks are cool it's you so know? sick and it's like yeah because so many people which can is an also awesome try... part for him too like that he can just because he can also try and like i don't know some people still are like manipulative sometimes mm-hmm. right. they're jealous of new artists mm-hmm. and try and tear them down some people try and sabotage them some people try and take ownership of them and right. completely control them and like he just wants to like help them cool stuff and like too. curate yeah. cool stuff yeah. and he's just so cool yeah and he plays the drums and he's so sick and, and like, he, like let's be honest your songs gonna sound way cooler with travis barker drums 100 so, yeah. and he like brings you into his beautiful gorgeous studio yeah. and like it's just he's so nice so i nice. think it's a big part of what made machine gun kelly's transition to like punk pop punk music so successful was like he had i mean that first record he had travis barker i knew some of um MGK stuff like before he transitioned. I I mainly know him in his pop punk stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember when um one like the Black Bear and MGK song like, yes, yeah, yeah. like oh, and then Travis like great. Um okay, so tell me about did you go to the Grammy Awards? I did go to the Grammy Awards. What was that experience? I like was for you? basically semi naked. It was awesome. I didn't wear a bra and I wore thong to see through dress. Um I wore a leash okay. as well. So we went pretty we really went for it, mm-hmm. and it definitely has kept me up at night, for sure. Like, okay. I've definitely been staring at the Were ceiling. You, like, yeah. I feel like I was like... Did you have any cool interactions that oh, night? I was fucking awesome. Yeah. So, I met Adele, Yeah. and Adele knew who I was, <sighs> and I was, because we are in the same category together. Not only that, hold on. You were in the same category as, like, Adele, Taylor Swift, 
uh, Kendrick Lamar, DJ Khaled. One, I knew I was going to lose. Like, I just knew. It, did, it didn't even feel like... It's it doesn't not, even it's matter. It's not even to call it a loss. Cause it's but to not, be like, in, to like, be that there, group with that. so sick. And I, obviously, I said hi to Taylor. And then I also was like, I... Like, I was... And then, like, it was cool to, like, be on tour with her. And then Beyonce, Beyonce Lisa, like, they were all in that Beyonce category. called me beautiful. Harry Styles. And I was like... She, I was like, I looked at her and I just was like, you're iconic. And she said, you look beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> also, it was Amazing. the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And that was just like, right, right. The, like the best performances. It was so sick to be there and to watch mm -hmm. all of those performances. And I saw Beyonce become the most Grammy award winning artist in history. Mm -hmm. And that was iconic. And I saw Jay-Z toast like do a champagne champagne toast with Beyonce because he was the most mm -hmm. Grammy Award winning person mm -hmm. ever. So then she was celebrating he was celebrating his wife beating him. I was yeah. like just the two most Grammy Award winning people ever in history just having a champagne toast yeah. on and like I'm beating each other. It's like hundred and fifty Grammys or some shit like yeah. that. Like just like them sitting at this table and um I I saw uh MGK too and I said hi to him and um it was, I, you, uh, you know, I don't really, there, I feel like I'm in this in between now Yeah. because I remember I used to get starstruck. But now you've literally met like the biggest people in the industry. It's, I try not to act like I'm too cool. Right, right. You know, that's, I just try, my big thing is I'm just trying to be like really, really honest in my right. life in general. And I feel like with people that are really famous, especially cause like I'm so new to the industry. I grew mm -hmm. up on these people on my TV, like even yeah. with Taylor, I'm like, I'm not gonna act like I never grew up watching you. I went to your fucking tours. I bought how merch, did, I bought How magazines. did the Taylor connection happen? Cause now, yeah, yeah I just now called her up. There's just, yeah, yes, just the phone number, hey, and there's her, and she was just like, oh, hey, I, um, no. So, <laughs> I, now you've been a part, literally, of the biggest tour ever. <laughs> yeah, I really helped her to get sales. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because of me. Yeah. Um, no, I, um, yeah, like, with, with Taylor, I played the NSAI Awards, and I played one song, mm -hmm. and I went backstage, and she came out and mm -hmm. was like, Hi. And I was like, huh, yeah. huh, hmm, hi. And I was, I, I was like, in that in between where I was like, you're a person, and I can see you as a person. Mm -hmm. Like I can see you as a human being. Yeah. I want to respect you and your privacy. See you as a human, but I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm Gail. What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. I'm not gonna be like, yeah. oh wait, what album are you coming out with? Is it like eleven eleven midnight? Yeah. What yeah. is what is it? I haven't heard. You know, mm -hmm. like, um. So I was just kind of in this in between where I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. like. You're so iconic. You've done so much for like women in music, women in pop, women in Nashville. Like being a like young teenage girl in Nashville writing pop music, mm -hmm. like she that's like she is like the blueprint. Mm -hmm. Like especially Nashville. So meeting her, I was just like, and she was winning artist slash writer of the decade. Like she was winning an award for the decade. Like I was mm -hmm. just like, and I remember she said, "Congratulations on all your success," and I was like, "Congratulations on you being you, you yeah. like wow, you're amazing." And she was she was kind of asking me some questions and she was like oh my gosh like are you what are you doing next year and i was like oh you know i'm just like trying to figure it out and she was like okay like do you tour and i wasn't thinking anything i was like yes ma'am like i tour she's like oh my gosh are you touring next year and i was like my plan is to tour next year i'm trying to figure out my plans right mm -hmm. now and she was like that's amazing like do you open up for people mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know why i said this <laughs> but i said i open up for people who ask me to open up for them. And she was like, okay, I'm, I'll call you. And I dropped to the floor. And I remember I said like, 
please don't fuck with my heart. Like, please, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. totally take it back. Take it back right now. Yeah. Right now. It's totally fine. I won't feel anything. Yeah. But, like, please, like, don't fuck with me. Like, yeah. that would, like, and the best part is, like, my best friend was with me, and our moms were at the show, so they were sitting wow. in the crowd having no clue that we were about, we were, like, exactly. I was, she yeah. had no clue we were saying hi to Taylor, and no, and I remember I told my, we are, we all got Waffle House after, and they're like, well, did you ever get to say hi to Taylor? And I was like, mom, you're going to think I'm fucking crazy. Like, you're going to think I'm fucking yeah. crazy. But I think she might ask me to open up for her. Yeah. And, and they were like, they were like, no, yeah. no. And my best friend's mom was there too. And I was like, because my best friend was there. So I was like, double check. Am I crazy? Like, yeah. did she, that was a vibe. That was a vibe. She yeah. was giving. And they were like, no, like. Because I was, I literally just left and I was like, what does she want from me? Yeah. She can have whatever she wants, but like, like what, what could she even like want? Because yeah. like, I don't know the air tour. I don't know if she's going on tour. Midnight's just coming out. Is she doing a midnight tour? Like, mm-hmm. what is she, what is she doing? Because yeah. I also knew she had like three albums she hadn't toured before. So like, mm-hmm. what is it going to be? Yeah. Like, what is the story going to be? Is it going to be one show? Is it like, I, I just had no clue. You ended up doing what, like five or six? Fifteen. Really? It was amazing. Wow, that Best is incredible. Good for you. In the whole entire Good world. for you. I also love that you were just hanging out at a Waffle House after like it was awesome. big <laughs> I love it. My last question, because I want to talk about new music too. I didn't want to mm-hmm. just talk about the one. Uh, you just, your la- latest song is a song um, called I Don't Sleep This Good because I used to. Yes. So tell me about, is that, to me, I get that the impression of that song is, is kind of like uh, an admittance of like overwhelmingness mm-hmm. to what has been happening. Is that. To tell me about that song and, and what it means to you. Yeah, I think there's like things specifically that I tie back to my life and some things that are more like general and broad at the same mm-hmm. time with this song because um, one, it was originally called The Weed Song because mm-hmm. it was like based off the first verse, like I wrote my first song on Bible Made for Kids and it was kind of this like jokey mm-hmm. song and my friend Sarah and I with this um, producer named DJ, we wrote You're Just Horny With Him. We wrote this little verse and we had no clue it literally just, I rolled my first joint on a Bible made for kids. The dinosaurs all died for us since. That's when it hit that the world's full of shit, so I held it in my head till I was cool with it. And we had that verse for, like, six months. Mm-hmm. And then I was on tour, and we're talking about, like, tour just fucks your body up. Like, my mm-hmm. back hurts, my neck hurts. Like, you have your, like, sleep schedule's all fucked, and we're talking about it. And I was, my manager was like, yeah, I don't sleep as good as I used to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a song. Like, yeah. I don't sleep as good as I used to. And we could never figure out what to make that verse into anything right. we couldn't figure it out and then i was like what if we tied it with i don't sleep as good as i used to and so then my friend sarah and i went in with um reed baron who we did like alex together which i performed on like the taylor and pink tour and like uh, we did kitty pool we did the um barbie soundtrack with mm. a song for the barbie soundtrack together which is unreal um, too he's biggest tour and biggest movie of the year no bro i don't know what's happening um and so then basically there's a point in my life where everything like made sense to me and like the world was like a beautiful place and there's princesses and kings Mm -hmm. and queens and like all of the thing and then like I realized the world was like there's a lot of terrible things that happen and you can't do anything to change it so when you're like a little kid being like Mm -hmm. huh like like even just simply like when I first started like questioning like God or like wondering why there's like homeless people on the street Mm -hmm. and why like I remember like seeing somebody's like attitude towards like homeless people like I couldn't understand why Mm -hmm. they couldn't like they saw them as like not like real humans or something I was like mm-hmm. gross or like I, I, I didn't make sense in my head mm-hmm. I, I was like why why and I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep because I was just like wait why can't we like give like I was just trying to think of like how to save everybody and to save the world and like 
one person can't do it. Hundreds of people can't do it. And, like, even people in a position of power are fucking barely doing mm-hmm. it, you know? So I think it was kind of about that moment. Also, like, when you lose your, like, childlike, magical thinking in the world mm-hmm. and you realize that, like, there's all these things happening that you can't change and you mm-hmm. just, like... And there's just times in my life for, like, past few years, like, there's just times where I'm staring at the ceiling and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. There's times where I've literally wondered, like, did I ruin my life? Mm-hmm. Did I put out this song as a joke? that I, I thought it was like this jokey, fun, sarcastic song. Will I never be taken seriously ever mm. in music, like ever? Like, did I just ruin my whole entire life? Cherry pie effect. At like 17, did I just like ruin everything for myself? Like, yeah. why is this something that's the most exciting thing in the world for me now feeling like I've ruined my mm. life? Like that kept me up at night yeah. sometimes. And I, I, you know, it was a lot of ups and downs and ups and flows and lots, so much, so much therapy, but I'm also like so grateful for everything. But yeah, it's kind of like, the general moments. The song, the song can be therapy. Yeah, and songwriting is like a beautiful. And I would for love, me. yeah. So I would love to keep talking. I think we could have doubled the length of this I know, episode. We no done problem. A but, million hours. But you, I think you have a busy schedule ahead of you, so I won't keep you anymore. But Gail, thank you so much for, for doing you. this. I'm this so excited so for you and, and everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for taking some time. To thank do you this. for yes. taking the time. I appreciate it. Awesome. You're so lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.